As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. I'm so excited for today's episode because I have the one and only Natasha Hemingway. What's up, Natasha? Listen, I am so excited to be here on your podcast. I'm I'm here. I'm ready. Oh my gosh. Natasha and I, how far back do we go? Like three years? Is it three years? It's not that long. Three or four years? Really? Okay, maybe. I I feel like it's longer, but maybe it's just because we... I think it was 2018. It was 2018. We did a little bit of work together. You were in the relatively beginning stages of your current business at that time, I believe. So that is how we know each other. And Natasha and I have just like remained really good buddies, really good friends, talk to each other, support each other, all the things. And um, Natasha, I'm going to, I'm going to let you tell us about yourself. Tell us about your business and give us a little bit of the backstory. I know all about your backstory, but you've got a really cool story about how did you even end up where you are today? Um, So fill us in on that too. Yeah. Okay. So my backstory is I'll take it back so you can really understand. Cause I always tell people, listen, you know, you go to a podcast, you hear somebody, you go to their Instagram and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm like, listen, I'm going to give you the real authentic, genuine truth. I don't know any other way to be. So I'm going to take you there. So you don't go look at my Instagram and look at pretty branded photos or whatever. You might think they're ugly. I don't know. Which by the way, your photos are stunning. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) We try, we try, you know, we try to do things right here and be professional in this business. But I don't want people to get caught up in that. So that's why I'm going to share my story and be as genuine, authentic, open, transparent um, so that people get the real. So I graduated from college with a biology degree. And then from there, I went into sales, corporate sales, moved away, moved into corporate sales. And at the time, it was pharmaceutical sales. I was there eight years, got promoted to uh, senior territory manager. Then I moved into medical device sales which is way, way faster paced, harder grind, but way more money, um, but extremely a lot, a lot, a lot of pressure, um, but a lot of fun. So when I went into that job, I was there also for eight years um, and had gotten promoted to at one point to the only, I was the only African-American female senior territory sales manager. Like that is how small that industry is when it comes to minorities. There's not a lot of us. So it was like a big deal to even get that promotion. But to take a couple of steps back, honestly, um, in 2013, we actually ended up losing our full-term son. And so when we lost our son, um, obviously it was devastating. It changed my life, but it completely changed my perspective and my outlook on life, like how I saw my life. Because there were times, I'll be honest, where I'm like, I don't even really want to be on this earth. And which, hello, grievance counseling. Thank you. Um, So getting that support and then really starting to realize as I shifted is like, you know, if I'm going to be on this earth, the things that I do, I want to be honoring my son with it. Right. And so that you start to think about things of like, 
How do I impact people? What does influence really look like? And what's my purpose here? And I be purposeful with the time that I have here all in my son. And so as I started to shift, I knew that the current job that I was in was um, soon to be ending. Like in my gut, I knew that that was going to be ending, but I just didn't know when. But also, you know, that situation of like where you're somewhere and you know something's changing, but you don't want to know what it is and you don't like move. You're just kind of like, well, I don't have a figure out. So I'm not really moving. Right. So I'm going to stay in this nice, comfortable job making all this money. And okay, I'm not going to take any risk. That was me. And um, I remember we went on vacation, my husband and I, and I remember being on the way back from the airport and what dropped in my spirit, literally what dropped in my spirit was these words. I know I'm made for more. I know I'm called for greater, but I just don't know what it is like that. And I told my husband that I was like, something's shifting. And my husband, you know, men, they try to reverse engineer you into like, what is that thing? What is that business thing? Right. Cause it was like, it was, I knew it was something on my own. And when he backed me into it, try to reverse engineer me into it. I'm like, I don't know. I just love people. He's like, that ain't a business boo. (laughs) It's like, good luck with that one. Go back to work, make all that money and go back to work. And so I didn't know what it was. And, you know, it's like, I call it like the velvet handcuffs, right? You just stay. And so I stayed and I finally got that promotion because let me explain this promotion takes like eight months. So it takes two years of hundred percent of quota or better every quarter. So for eight quarters, two years, and if you drop below it, you have to start over. That cycle starts over. Yeah. It's not a joke. No. During that time when I was in that position running for that and getting the sales numbers to meet that qualification, because it's other stuff too, like leadership, blah, blah, blah. We ended up losing our son. So I dropped below because you don't get maternity leave. Even if your son is full term, FYI, you do not get maternity leave. So I was back to work in like two weeks, like probably a week and a half, really. So I was a hot mess, but just trying to show up and do what I could do. So we dropped below. So we had to start back over, right? So we start back over this two-year sprint, right? And also at that time, we got pregnant with our second son, okay? So our second son, he is our earthly baby, as we say. And so we have an angel baby as well, but we got pregnant with our second son. So all this stuff is going on and there's significance behind this because as this was happening, I'm pregnant. I get promoted. I'm like so elated, but also going through grief and excitement of being pregnant and trying again and being afraid, all these things get our son here. And I'm like, yes, life. Finally, everything's come together. I'm the only African-American senior territory sales manager across the country, the division, yada, yada. And we now have our baby here. Like I can take a deep breath. And then a couple of months later, I end up get pushing, getting pushed out of my job. And you guys, that was devastating. And it felt like, how could that happen to me? I've never had an HR violation or a write-up. I've never gotten in trouble, you know, and that didn't have anything to do with it, but it was just the point. They were laying certain people off and I got pushed out and, but it was devastating and it hurt. And I felt like I'm so loyal and I've been here so long that didn't matter. Right. But at that time, I knew that that was no more like that industry period was no more to the point that. Megan, I couldn't even, I wasn't even on LinkedIn. I've been there so long in my two jobs. I wasn't even on LinkedIn. I didn't even have an updated resume. That's how long ago this was because LinkedIn was still kind of new. I didn't even have an updated resume. And every time I would try to get on LinkedIn, I would like ball, like be just crying. And I knew that was my sign. One, which you guys trust your spirit, 
Trust it. When things are showing up, listen to it because I knew I couldn't go back there. So we took a leap, prayed about it. I got confirmation on it. My husband was like, yes. We talked to our financial advisor about it. We said, we're going to give it a year, a year's worth of savings. And I went into health coaching, went into that, got in nine months. And I was like, okay, this is not it because y'all, I come from sales. So I know everything about a 30, 60, 90 day plan, IPAs, KPIs. Like I had set this bad boy up and I have work ethic. I don't need to be taught work ethic. So I was grinding because I was like, if this is going to work in a year, I will leave no stone unturned to say that I did not give my best, right? Mm-hmm. We get nine months in. I'm like, I can sell ketchup to a girl in a white shirt. I can't sell anything right now. Like nothing is shifting and moving. And I knew that that season was over. And the reason why I'm telling y'all this is because a lot of times we go through these journeys. You look at somebody's Instagram, you think they just arrived or you think it was this and you don't know their backstory. And you don't realize that all of us face a lot of the same similar struggles, but it's it. you get caught up. And so I'm sharing this because I want you to be encouraged that wherever you are, keep going. How because did you know that that season was over and not to keep pushing to try to make it work? Oh, man. So we had put a time on it. We said we we're going to give it a year. When I looked at the trajectory of what we were, and it's not like we had some unrealistic expectations, like we were going to grow up to a six-figure business. No, we were just like, we need to see consistent growth, right? right. And it wasn't growing. And it was like, it, it felt, it felt Again, it felt like it was over. I was like, this is the end. And I knew it. And as much as I didn't want to let it be the end, right? Because I'm like, no, just give me more time. I can keep working. I can make this happen. No, it was the end. So I knew in my spirit. And you guys, listen, as a Christian, that's just who I am. Like listening to your spirit when God speaks, (laughs) that's how you know things. But you have to be quiet and you have to be willing to listen and discern and be in prayer. So I was all of those things. I mean, there's times, Megan, y'all can't see it. Maybe if you see the video clip, I'd be on this office floor on my face in tears. And the only thing that I could do was raise my hands and say, God help. Yes. For real. And so I knew because he it was in my spirit. He dropped that in my spirit like that's done. Now, just because you hear from God doesn't mean that you want to accept it. You have I to was, be obedient. Hello. Let's use that word. You have to be obedient. Listen, I say it all the time. It's not enough to surrender because surrender is my word, y'all, because in this season, which I'll get to that next, I'll speed it up. Surrender is my word because that point when I had to let that go in that nine month mark, I had to sit in what I call my surrender season for like three months, three months. And so just because God tells you a word and he speaks something in your spirit doesn't mean you like it because I was Uh, I was heartbreaking, devastating. I'm like, God, you gave me confirmation. You told me to come here. And then for you to bring me here and nothing, nothing, no money, nothing, no growth. What? Not enough growth to sustain this. Now what? And y'all, that was where I felt like the most defeated and broken because it was like, I'd been in that career for 16 years, making all kinds of money, getting promoted, yada, yada, yada. Then you come out and you're starting over and to start over and it not work. And you've already been publicly putting yourself out there in this business you're building. Like it will check your ego. And that's what I call my, that I call it my surrender season because it was literally surrendering everything, stripping of titles, ego, pride, money, um, a vision, (laughs) like a purpose. I didn't have anything. I didn't even know what I was good at. Literally my husband would be like, well, what do you think it is? And I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even know. And I was like, maybe I'll just go back to corporate. And my husband, this is why it's another another lesson, y'all, another nugget for you. Seek wise counsel. 
Who's your board of directors in your life, in your business, where those people will speak over you when you don't have enough faith in yourself? And that for me was my husband. He's spoken to me when I did not have faith in myself, when I took the first leap. And when that first leap ended, he spoke again because I said, oh, well, maybe I'll go back, even though I knew I wasn't supposed to go back to medical device. But I'm like, I can do that. I can make money. I would be miserable, but I can do it. And my husband said, no, sit. He said, you're at the nine month mark. It was the end of August. Yeah, eight months. He's like, you're here. He said, sit, sit. We said, we're going to give this a year. Sit, sit Mm -hmm. still. Stop trying to run back to something that you know, that's not there for you. Sit y'all. I sat, I did. I prayed, cried, met with people. Um, just, I, I did, I took my hands off that business completely. And when I tell you, when I tell you the word surrender came three times in 24 hours, I'm not kidding. It came Three times in 24 hours, because the way God speaks to me is through confirmation. So a lot of times it comes through words, someone else's mouth or somebody close to me. It just comes. I sat, literally, I call it like at the literally midnight hour, the end of December, God showed and he said, go here. And that was getting accepted into a nine month speaker coaching program that would allow me to go internationally to speak twice. I had to develop a brand, uh, promo videos, all this stuff, right? So as I'm doing that, that's how from there start speaking. And then people started coming up to me afterwards and saying like, well, where can we connect with you? Do you do this? Do you, do you are you a therapist? I'm like, no, I'm not. Um, and they were like, how do I connect with you? I'm like, I don't know. Catch me in the next city. And then that's when I knew there was more. And I said, God, what is it? And then it was coaching. And then my first stop, you guys, full transparency. I believe in it. My first stop was meaningful success coaching. And it was helping women go from career to calling. I remember that, meaningful that, success. I remember that. And I was always like, Natasha, I was like, I don't know what meaningful success means. Like, what does this mean? What is this? What is your expertise? What are you yes. doing to people? What's the problem? So, solve? That is when I met Megan, because I was like, okay, if I'm going to start coaching, I've got to find a coach. So I'd already worked with a girl, an international business coach for like three months. We were kind of trying to tease it out. And then I joined your mastermind. It was a year-long mastermind back then. And when I joined it, you were there through that evolution. And it was actually Sean that gave me that breakthrough of saying a lot of times when we stay in places, when we know we're being called somewhere else and we don't pay attention to the nudges and we stay in places, you'll get kicked out. Yeah. you Something will force you out. And I was like, oh, that's what that was. That was yeah. God saying that season ended, go here. So I say that to encourage you. Sometimes things happen to you that you feel like they're not for you, but they really are. You just can't see it yet. Just hold on. And so I went into coaching, meaningful success coaching, and it was almost like a trickle, right, Megan? Like it was like a little bit. And Megan was like challenging me. And she was like, I'm like, I don't know. It's this thing of like helping women go through this fear to face cycle and helping them work through their mindset, helping them understand and have strategy behind how to go from career to calling because it's what I did, right? And then- a friend of mine spoke into me and she's like, she owns a marketing agency. I remember this. She goes, can I share something with you? Something that God put on my spirit. And I was like, yes, I trust you. And you know, my business and you're walking through this with me. And she said, why are you not supporting women in the way that God has called you to gifted you to, and that they're asking you to, because when I would coach people through meaningful success and help them create a strategy, they'd be like, okay, now how do I sell it? Because they knew my background. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't sell. I don't, I don't do that anymore. I don't, I don't do sales coaching. I was like, I'll send you to a business coach. Go over there. 
And then when I started finding out business coaches only teach on a sliver of sales because they're teaching multiple things to help people get a business up and running or help them scale or whatnot, but they are not able to go deep into sales. And most business coaches don't have a corporate sales background, right? And she was like, you have the credentials. God's gifted you with this. These women are asking, what is it? And she said, I think it's a matter of the heart. You need to go check that. And she said, and I want you to come back. And she said, go pray on it. And y'all, I cried. I cried because I had to make a decision to say yes to what I knew I was being called to. And then when I said it to my husband, my husband was like, of course, I was just waiting for you to arrive. Mm. He was like, I was just waiting for you to get to this point. He was like, remember your first business coach told you, the international business coach, that you should develop something in sales. And I said, I do, but I told her, been there, done that. I'm not here for it. I did it for 16 years. I'm frustrated with that industry. I got let go. No, I was closed off. My heart was closed off from receiving that or even stepping into it. But I believe all things happen in due time, Megan, 1000%. And so I had to make that decision because it meant changing everything, Megan, website, copy, brand, Mm -hmm. course. You were there, Megan. Everything, everything had to change. And I said, yes to it. And when I said yes to it, you guys, it was like opening up a faucet and it was like the abundance, the goodness, the align, everything was just there. And it's been history since. And that's. Oh my gosh. Amazing. It's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot, but look where you are. You know what you're talking about. We can't connect the dots from where we are to where we desire to go. You can't connect the dots because you can't see it all the way through. You can't connect the dots until you're already there. Now, looking back, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. And all of that had to happen in the way that it happened, in the timing that it happened, so that you can be the person you are today, so that you can be where you are today, not just in your business, but in every area of your life and also in your business too. It had to happen that way. We just don't like it when we're in the middle of it. Oh, of course not. It hurts. That's painful. Yeah. Nobody wants to do it, but it is absolutely necessary. And I think so many times as entrepreneurs, especially with Instagram, I'm sorry, it just is what it is. We get caught up with seeing everybody else and whatever's going on with them. And then we put these false expectations on ourselves as if we have control over every aspect of our lives and how we get to show up and what happens. Like you don't have any control over that, but we beat ourselves up and you feel lonely and you feel like you're not doing enough. You're not good enough. You're not achieved enough. You're not made enough money. And it's like, it's a process. Every single one of us has a different journey and hello, you're not in control and you will have to surrender. And I say it all the time. Surrender is the first step, right? You have to be willing to surrender, but obedience, literally our fruit lies on the other side of obedience. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's not enough to surrender. You also must be willing to be obedient. And that is where the fruit is. Even when it doesn't make logical sense. Oh, come on, Megan. Because it uh, doesn't always make sense. Hardly ever does. No. Because your ego and your flesh, your flesh, yourself, your ego, your pride It's like, if I can't make sense of it, I'm not really interested in going over there. That feels unsafe. That's a natural instinct, fear. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, it's a natural instinct for it to not feel good or comfortable. And so when you can't see it, you're like, "Uh, no thanks, no thanks. (laughs) But that's why for me, for me, 
my faith is everything. I, I am nothing without my faith. And I have to pray and, and, and sit in discernment and seek wisdom and rely on the word so that I'm always falling back on truth. Because if not, I'll get caught up in my own head and not move. Yeah. Because and I trust am. that, trust that no matter what, if that's where you're being asked to go by God, that you will always be taken care of in always, always, even when it yeah. seems like everything's crashing down. Oh, that's good. In always, always. Oh, that's good, Megan. Yeah. Yeah. And that's biblical. That. Yeah. yeah. And that's biblical. Romans 8 and 28 says it for all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. Yes. Notice the first sentence, the first part of the sentence, all things work together for our good, not yeah. some. So even the things that feel horrible, they are working out for you. And I know that personally. So I good. know that. So good. I love it. Oh my God. We could just talk about like faith, like for another two hours. Um, we could, we'll have to have another, we'll, we'll have to do another podcast episode on the, the role that faith plays in business. We, we should totally mm. do that. We'll do that on another episode. Yeah. So I want to, I want to hear you talk a little bit about like, you are like the, the expert in having a sales process in place in your business. And you and I both work with people who own businesses. You know, we're working with companies, we're working with coaches, consultants, online businesses. I know you do a lot more with like brick and mortar and like all sorts of things, service-based entrepreneurs, everything. And you and I both see, and a lot of entrepreneurs you know, you can get to a certain point, hustling it, grinding it, all the things, you know, things just sort of falling in your lap, but mm-hmm. things can start falling apart or you end up having this like roller coaster financially or these big gaps financially. And oftentimes people don't think they have a sales process problem. They think they have like just a lead generation problem. If I could just get all these leads in, then all of them are going to buy. Or if I could just figure out this over here. And it's like the thing that people say they want the most, which is I want my revenue to grow in my business, right? As business owners, we want our revenue to grow, but we don't want to do the thing that actually builds that, which is sales. And you're the queen of having a sales process in place. So can you talk a little bit about whatever you want to share about your philosophy and methodology around having a sales process? Yeah. I mean, it's imperative. Like if here's the deal, the definition of a business is the selling of goods or services. If you do not have a sales process, which is that kind of rinse and repeat system that you can follow that if you hired somebody else to come in, they would be able to follow it because it's rinse and repeat. It is the foundation. And what I tell my clients all the time, and even talking about my Instagram a lot is that, listen, if corporations and businesses have it where they have, let's say, when I used to be in sales, right, there'd be 400 people in one silo of a division. That's just one division of many, 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 many. How do you get 400 people to move to a collective goal and quota for a company? It's because they have a sales process. How are you going to move yourself in your business forward to your collective goal, to your goal without a sales process? It is no different. Mm-hmm. Just the scale of it is different. But it's no different when you are in business, having a sales process, it is the foundation of your business. It is one of the foundational pillars. But what happens is, as entrepreneurs, especially I would say in the service space, Instagram world, all that, right? People get caught up in seeing all the things. 
So they want to pay for branding. They want to pay for somebody to have handle their social media. They want to pray. They worry. They before they open up their business or while they're opening up, they're like, oh, what's my logo? What's my name? My website? My branding photos? My blah blah blah? All these things. How am I going to take my cash out card? Where am I going to put a course? And you don't even have a following yet or an expertise yet, but that's a different story. You're worried about all these things. And it's an afterthought where people will then open up their business. If I can give you a visual, it's like you do all these things to get your business in line and you're so excited and you're passionate about it. And it's like you open up the doors and you're like, we're open. You flip the neon sign on and you're like, we're open. And then nobody's buying and you're like, what's wrong? And what happens is, is people start tearing apart what they've already spent money and time on doing. Maybe it's my social media. Maybe it's the algorithm. Maybe it's our hashtags. Maybe it's my branding. Maybe I need to lower my prices. Maybe I need to offer more discounts. When the truth is, is that you thought about everything else except for how do you how you were going to sell it. And so it's an afterthought. So I have two sides of the coins of people that come to me, people who are brand new and they're like, I want to invest and I know this is important and I want to get it right from the beginning. And I'm like, and they'll ask me, am I too early? I'm like, no, you are actually the perfect person. But the majority of people come afterwards when they're like, OMG, I'm not making any money and my business is going to crumble or I'm not making any money. And I realize I've kind of just been winging it. Mm-hmm. Right. I've been winging it. I don't have a process when I need to pull funds. I, I, I don't even know how to pull that lever. Right. Mm-hmm. And so my whole philosophy is around teaching entrepreneurs, businesses, companies, whatever consulting, doesn't matter what lane I'm in is teaching them how to do it from a place of heart, not hustle. Cause at the end of the day, I don't care what business you're in. When you try to hustle people, whether it's going after scarcity, the money you don't have in your bank account, all these things you might be thinking of when you do that, you don't attract anyone. But when you do it from a place of heart, which means, hello, first, let me pause and say, this is not like heart, like, oh my gosh, I love my business. No, because I always say this, it's not enough to be passionate. You must also be profitable. Mm -hmm. And so in order to be profitable, there has to be a process that you can follow that's rinse and repeat. And there's got to be a strategy that you have on how you're going to go get it. And so with that said, you have to have a sales process, but you get to do it from a place of heart, not hustle, and from a place of confidence, ease, and grace, because 99.9% of the women that I talk to don't like sales. They hate it. They don't want to feel icky, manipulative, all these things, and they don't know how to sell. And I say to people, listen, you're here, and I'm actually glad you're here when you land on this strategy call, because at least you've got the awareness now of what's wrong. Don't beat yourself up. The majority of people are in that position because when people talk about building a business, they don't talk about sales. They tell you, you need sales. They don't teach you how. Right. And so heart, not hustle is really helping you focus on the person, the company, the Mm -hmm. business, the client, the, whoever, the ICA, your ideal client, right? Avatar who's in front of you. It's helping serve them. It's showing up for a heart to serve the heck out of them. Yeah. It's the solution that you provide that solves their problem. Yeah. Not focusing on your problem or your hustle of how much money you don't have, how much money is not in your bank account, how your business is about to go under. That's not it. The minute you start switching that in your mind, you realize, oh my God, selling is actually serving. Yes. Yeah. So that we're clear. The sales process is not just the actual sales conversation. So where does the sales process actually begin? And then does it have an ending point? Ooh, that's, that's good. Okay. So it's not just a sales conversation. Thank you for asking that. It is a process and no, it doesn't necessarily end. And I'll tell you why. 
or you have the opportunity to not let it in. So sales process, bare bones of it is leads, right? Which some people are like, yeah, that's in, it's not, but we'll just say it for now. What I really help people focus on is leads, the sales conversation, right? So let me break it down for people who are listening that we serve a lot. That means discovery call, breakthrough call, fitting call, consultation call, whatever you want to call it. You met her at a coffee shop. It's a sales conversation, okay? Then it's follow-up, pricing, closing, right? So that's just the bare bones of it, right? But then there's other things that we go deeper, market research, you know, your lead pipeline. I won't go into all that, but that's the bones of it. And then does the sales process end? Not necessarily. Um, Because I think that people a lot of times forget that when you close someone, they're still your client and you still have another opportunity to upsell them, downsell them, cross-sell them, all of that, right? We're so busy always focusing on leads and like, oh, I got to get new people. I got to get new people. There's somebody sitting in front of you and that if you serve them well and you brought a solution to their problem, right? And you have actually done your job and actually done what you said you can do. Guess what? There's an opportunity to keep that sales process going. And then you take them back into a sales conversation and then you follow them through, through that thing that through the next time. Yeah. 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 And I think where people get exhausted, they get burned out, they kind of default into the hustle mode or they have to like rev it all back up again. It's because they don't have a sales process that having the actual process in place solves the problem of burnout, of exhaustion. I'm working too much, you know, gaps in my finances. It's because there is no process in place that is repeatable, that is duplicatable, that works like a really well oiled machine. It takes out this, um, like you, you said it earlier, it takes out this like winging it to build your business, which yep. is hustle. It is hustle to wing it where a lot of people say winging it is them being in flow and no. winging it is them being in ease. It actually creates the opposite. I think we've got that really confused in our minds that ease or flow requires process and, and process is like foundational process is what gives us direction process is what guides us. And that, that process is what will lead to more ease, grace, and flow in your business. Yeah. Mic drop. Yeah. Megan said it. <laughs> I mean, that part, 1,000% is, it's, it, it blows my mind how, and, and I, I just say, I happen to be the lucky one, right? Like I'm selling you sales. No one can tell me that you don't need sales. I'm sorry. You can't. Now I don't serve everybody because I'm not for everybody, right? I understand what my lane is. But it's like people are like, oh yeah, I, I need, I'm not making any money. I'll just come back to that. I'm like, no, you have to make it a priority because the reason why you are where you are is because you have not done this work. You have not done this work. You've worked with somebody to help you get your brand. You work with somebody to help you get this. You work with somebody, but it's like, when are you going to focus on the thing? And let me tell you. And this is why me and Megan get along so well. And we can go on and on about 50 million topics forever is because we just, we see things a lot of the same ways operationally, um, just how we do things integrity wise, um, work ethic. We just, we just do. And I'll never forget Megan, when I was in the mastermind, you're like, you guys, listen, at the end of the day, lean is better. You don't need all these 50 million things that you think you need or that you're seeing people over here doing. You were like, you started your business, Megan. You didn't have business cards. You didn't have a website. You had nothing. Nothing. Business, but a Facebook group. 
yep. people that you nurtured, right? And you still do it to this day. Mm-hmm. And it's like people get so caught up thinking they need all these things. And I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, listen, to be honest, yes, those things are nice, blah, blah, blah. It's good to have. But if it's taking you away from your income generating activities, okay, or your income producing activities or IPAs, then you need to leave it alone. Yep. Okay. Outsource it because nothing can trump this because all you need is a Zoom link and a way to take payment. Yes. There you go. There you go. And you're off to the races. You can, you can almost build a seven figure business that way or close to it. Yeah. Seriously, uh, with the right uh, sales process you- in place, right programs, right offers, right price points. Yeah. Really, really, really can. And I tell people, you know, people come to me and I'm like, listen, if you're coming to me for scripts, I'm not your girl. Like I am not your coach because I'm going to teach you how to develop your own authentic sales voice and message. Because that's the thing is a lot of people are like, I just want somebody to outsource sales. What? No, you've not even sold in your business. How are you going to teach someone else to sell in your business and you don't know how to sell in your business? Right. How are you going to hire somebody to sell in your business and you don't have a sales process for them to follow or a strategy? It's not right. happening. Yeah. And don't expect them to come in and create the process there. That's, that doesn't happen either. And that's where a lot of people are going like crazy pants. They think they're just going to bring the salesperson in and the salesperson already has the skills, already knows the process, already knows the system, and is going to come in and just plop it into their business. And that people don't do that. They don't do that. No, nor can they. Correct. Like there's no better place for it to come from than you. And I tell people there's nobody in your business that should be able to outsell you because if everybody leaves, you need to be able to still pull that lever with sales. Boom. Right there. Right there. So good. It's so good, Natasha. Um, oh my, I'm, I need to have you back like 10 more times to talk about this stuff. So good. So good. Um, where can people find well, you? Tell us, happen in the future. Yeah. Tell us what, like, what do you have going on next? What are you cooking up in 2022? Where can people find you? Oh my gosh. Okay. So where you can find me is at Natasha Hemingway with two M's. Okay. Over that's my website. That's my Instagram. That's my Facebook. It's across the brand. It's there. YouTube is that way. LinkedIn is that way. It's everywhere. Natasha Hemingway, two M's. Um, And then as far as like, what are we cooking up? Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think when is this? Oh, I know when this is coming out. So at this point, when you hear this, we should be launching our Hello Clients, Hello Cash, Evergreen course. And I'm so freaking pumped because this course, this mastermind is actually used to be a mastermind, ran for six times. So we ran it close to maybe two years, a year and a half, two years, crazy testimonials, amazing program. And it will actually switch over to Evergreen. And that is with the intent and the purpose is it so that we can impact and influence more people across the country, across the globe to be able to help them build businesses where they're selling with heart, not hustle, but more importantly, they are focusing on the people that need them most so that they can show up and actually build a thriving business and have those sales. So not only do you have impact, but you also have positive, authentic, transparent influence. Okay. We don't do sleazy over here, but this should, that should be out by then. And then soon after that, we'll be coming out with a membership. So something we've never, ever done before, but being able to serve people at multiple levels. And so we'll, I'm excited. And then later in the year, I have something coming big, but I will have you back for that. We'll have you back for that. (laughs) I'm about to sign on for it. Like tomorrow I'm signing. Amazing. 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 Oh my gosh. I love your, I love your expertise and your brilliance, but I also love your heart and your soul and your spirit so much. 
Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and uh, schooling us a little bit on you need a sales process. Yeah. Well, I want to say this. Thank you, Megan, for who you are. You're not only just my friend, but you were the first coach that I literally was with me the longest um, and that walked me through in the times where I was like, Megan, what am I going to do? What am I doing? But man, the heart and the the le- if you are listening and you don't know Megan, you need to know her because your brilliance. Megan is just she's one of those people that she is brilliant at many, many, many things. I, I don't even know, like the ideas, the strategy, the knowledge, the stuff that you have. I have no clue. And your background. If you don't know her story, I don't know where they go find it. It's probably maybe she, have you done a solo episode? Yeah, I've done solo episodes about your story. By the time people hear this, yes. Okay. Well, go back and listen because her story is incredible and it speaks to the credibility that she has. Not that she just made this business up, but no, she's been there. She's done that. She's done every aspect of the business. And so to be led by you was an honor. And it was at the beginning of my career. And there are still things that I have still, or that I say that are foundational from you, Megan. So I'm so grateful for what you do and the way that you do it. Um, because you always go above and beyond. And so I'm just grateful and I love you as a friend and I'm just honored to be on here and I can't wait to see where this continues to go and where it takes you. Thank you so much. I love you back. You're welcome. And we're going to, you're going to be a regular on the show. Just let's just pencil that in. We're going to be a regular like quarterly or something. I was just going to say, bring me back once a month, but I'll I'll ease back a little bit. (laughs) Once a month, you're going to be like my (laughs) co-host. Hey, listen, we got lots of creative things going on. No, no, I won't be co-host. But once a, quarter, like once a quarter, I'm here. You know, I'm here Do for it. it. You just let me know. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Natasha. Uh, everybody look down below in the show notes. That's where you can find links to Natasha's Instagram, her website, all the things. Um, oh, and the so- free gift. Oh, yeah. What is it? Let's what is it? Yeah. So I'm going to, there'll be a link to a free gift for it's called get more leads guide. So it's going to help you start at that starting point of really being strategic about getting leads because it's hard to sell somebody if you don't have anybody. So giving you a jump starting point. Amazing. Also in the show notes. So click that link so you can download that. Thanks, Natasha. Thank you, Megan. Thank you so much for tuning into the built to last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.